Hey everyone, Joel here. Hope you had a good weekend. Back at it for another check-in. Two in a row. Feeling pretty good. Let's see if I can get to a month. I got the two, so that's something. I didn't give up immediately. So I'm going to continue to do this. Hopefully I can go for a long enough time where I see some sort of traction or I just form a habit out of it where I'm checking in all the time. So this weekend I grilled a bunch, had some folks over, relaxed, not having a job. It's interesting. When I was an employee, my job wasn't too stressful or demanding, but I would still have to allocate my time between doing this, the podcast, starting the agency, and actual work. So my weekends for the past five or six years or so have been me cramming work into two days, work on side projects, for the most part, Moonlighters related things. Having a daughter made that really, really, really hard. So my weekends were, it was hard to just say, I'm not going to do anything but focus on being a dad for the first six months of my daughter's life. And then it got to a point, once you get to that third weekend or fourth weekend, where you're like, this is is what it is, you accept it, so it's fine. And you realize it's what you're supposed to be doing, and it's it's much better than anything else you could be doing. So not having a job has, I'm not going to lie, made that feel a lot better. My weekdays are now spent working on finding clients for myself, creating social media posts for my own project. Not saying you should fire, get fired or quit or anything like that to, to get more time. I'm just saying if you have to allocate time, that's fine. But it's just giving me the opportunity to do a lot more between Monday and Friday. So now when Saturday and Sunday hits, I, I don't mind not just putting the laptop down and working on what I have to do or grilling, which is what I did this weekend. I cooked a ton of food, had some friends over. I just didn't think about anything professional. And it was pretty cool, pretty relaxing. I use Notion a lot to organize my notes, plan things, uh, like my social media calendars in Notion, all my like business statements and documents are in Notion, branding docs, sales strategies, marketing strategies. I like Notion. It's pretty cool, but I don't, I definitely don't know it as well as others when I see people making templates and selling them or having all their information there. So I'm actually going to take classes or just like online tutorials so I can get really, really good at it. I've never really done it before. I've always used most softwares how I wanted to use them. I didn't really feel like I needed to really, really learn them really well. Sorry to use really so much, but now, since I have the time and it's going to be an integral part of my business, I'm going to learn how to use it. So hopefully that goes pretty well. I hope I, hope I can find something free that I don't have to pay for, but we'll find out about that. But that's the first thing I have to do. Um, most of my time has gone to just using, just organizing content. We've done like five or six showcases and I've done so many interviews in person and um, remotely that I have a ton of clippable audio and video and things to share. So prior to telling folks about the agency, I had to just clean a lot of stuff up and organize it. And going through old posts that I put up before, old content and just like dating everything and organizing how I'm going to post it. A lot of data cleanup, um, a lot of data entry, I guess, kind of, not really. So there are times where I'm doing things that seem really repetitive and menial and 
it's frustrating because you feel like when you're running your own business, you should be doing the most important things all the time, finding clients, working on whatever product you're trying to sell. So when it comes time to do things like just scheduling stuff, reaching out to people, you feel like, man, I wish I could have someone else doing this. When I was working on my own mobile app years back, this fitness networking app, I just didn't know what main thing I should be focusing on. So I was trying to do too much. And I always think about interns. And I had interns who would focus on parts of the business that I wasn't that good at. And back then, that's when, back then, like it was the 80s, it was like 2015. The whole intern thing was a real thing. Like you could find help, unpaid help, or sometimes paid help to do things you either didn't want to do or didn't know how to do. Now I see it as I should do everything, all the essentials, and know how to do everything that's related to stuff. You can't do everything. At no point am I going to be getting clients and like doing all of the accounting, all of the forecasting, all of the sales, all the recording, all the editing. It just, the product would suffer and the business would suffer. However, you should do everything, no matter how big, no matter how small, or no matter how menial it may seem, just to have the knowledge of this is how the business works. And then two, there are a lot of people that I know who are making revenue by themselves. So I don't feel like I have an excuse to say, man, if I, I wish I had this one other person or these two other people to do these th things then I'd, you know, I'd, I'd blow up. I used to feel like that before, but now it's more so no. Just know what you can do alone. Do as much as you can possibly do by yourself and get a client, get two clients. Once you get something, once you generate some kind of interest or revenue at that point, when you're trying to grow, because you will hit a wall, that's when I'm going to say, okay, now I need help. Now I need someone to come in here um, now I know what work I can give to that individual. Now I know uh, how they can help me in this situation. Now I will ask. But I won't do it before. Before I feel like I would always ask before I had anything to offer folks. So now it's no. Get get a client. Get two clients. I know how to edit. I know how to record. I know how to ask questions. I know how to set meetings. I know how to just get the clients first before I reach out and then go from there. It's quite a tangent. But I just feel like Things may seem daunting, but you can do it. Do as much as you can alone. You just have to know where to spend your time. So for me, that time is going to be spent on you have content. You need to share the interviews. We need to share the interviews that we've done before. We've interviewed a ton of just like bright, uh, exceptional people. And people need to see the things that they had to say about moonlighting and working a job. If I continue to put that content out, like I have some really cool clips from one of our first guests, Jamerson Vincent, that I plan on putting out this week, where he's just talking about being a DJ. Jamerson was a DJ at, what was it called, Hong Kong um, in Boston. So Jamerson would work like these full-time IT shifts and have to go home from Boston to Cambridge and then drive back to Boston with his DJ equipment and like do both. Did his job extremely well. There were never any complaints. And uh, he would just talk about what that was like and kind of having to live that lifestyle. He went on tour. It was all, he was always present at work, but he was just doing all of these things alone. And, but like if you were at work and you would see him, you would have no idea. You, you wouldn't know. And even looking at our website or knowing what the Moonlighters Club podcast is, yeah, we talk about working and doing things 
at the same time. We talk about having these passion projects and other companies while working. But when you really hear what people have gone through and what they've done, it's something else. So my goal is to get that out. Hopefully that sparks conversations and then continue to reach out to folks in network. So social media content, getting the information out, starting conversations, being able to take those conversations to something meaningful is my focus. Um, I've been using LinkedIn messaging, which doesn't suck. It's fine, by the way, but you can't send follow-up messages. So the whole thought process I had of having an actual sales strategy and campaign, doesn't it doesn't work since you're just kind of reaching out to someone once and hoping that they're able to do something with that. At least I don't know if there's, I don't know if I can I can't follow up. So I don't know if you're supposed to wait to follow up a certain time or I have to wait for someone to contact me. Either way, it's an option, but I'd rather be able to have some kind of email cadence or some kind of communication cadence where I can at least reach out and say, hey, seems like you're not interested. Whatever. So I'll, I'll still use LinkedIn messaging, but you have I just have to be smart about how I use it. Coming up this week, we had, well, last week we talked about Maurice and his film work and also Ganbate, the photo book. I hope I don't butcher that. If you've listened to that episode, Ganbate, and you haven't already, he has a Japanese photography collection. It's a brand new collection of Japanese street photography and gorgeous portraits housed in a high quality hardcover photo book. I just read that from his Kickstarter page. Our last guest has a Kickstarter page for this project. Um, you can fund it until May 5th, 2023, Friday, May 5th, 2023. It's really neat. Check it out. Ganbate, G-A-N-B-A-T-T-E, Ganbate, uh, Maurice's project. Definitely help him reach that goal if you can. And listen to the episode when you can. Maurice is a pretty, it was a pretty chill interview. Moving forward, we have an interview coming out on Wednesday where I interviewed Scott from a startup called Mint Measure. Uh, I, th I think it's, it's about analytics, it's media mix and analytics. Uh, I'm going to just destroy the definition for this business, but he explains it pretty well in the interview and maybe I should know it now, but I don't, I'm sorry. I have a lot going on. Uh, but mintmeasure.com is the place. And, uh, Scott's story is pretty interesting because he was he, it's interesting, Scott kind of pushes, not Scott in, intentionally, but he pushed back on the whole sharing your moonlighting. It was an argument for the other way. Like, Scott's company knew he was starting a business, and then things got sticky because it was public. So that interview is kind of like, well, do you tell people you have a passion project or something on the side, or should you keep it a secret? That interview was like, nah, you should keep it a secret. But who knows? Uh, it's it's different for everyone. It's different for every company. That was a remote interview I did. Um, that was, yeah, that was a Riverside project or, or Zencaster, I can't remember. That comes out on Wednesday. And I'll pull some links up that show uh, Scott's work. On Thursday, I go to Boston. I'm going to interview Eastie Farm. Eastie Farm is based in, it's a greenhouse in East Boston. We call it Eastie. Um, I shouldn't have had to explain that. I don't know why I just did. But this is part of Yours, Mine, and Ours, the series we have with the Boston Ujima Project. So we're starting our next round of projects with them. 
We, uh, EC Farm is a grassroots effort to foster spaces for growing food, building community, and caring for our natural world. The farm owns two sites, operates five others. We are going to East Boston, um, which is convenient for me. It's a day trip. East Boston is right by the airport. You get in, you go there. East Boston is like separated by water from the rest of Boston. So to get from Eastie to the rest of Boston, you either have to drive through tolls or take the train underwater to get there. Me, I can just go there, chill in Eastie, interview folks, go back home, get yelled at by wife and baby. Done. I'm excited. I, I love Boston, man. It's where I grew up. I go all the time. It's pretty chill. Eastie, when I was growing up, was like really residential and Italian. Now it's like super, it's not completely gentrified, but it's getting there. Um, it's a nice, quaint little neighborhood, though, and they got some cool stuff going on there. So it should be nice to get in there, get on a plane, which I hate flying, uh, interviewing folks, meeting up with Colgan, doing our thing, coming back, and then getting back to editing. All right, that, that's uh, I feel like I got a lot going on. Outside of that, I'm just going to continue to post and reach out to folks, start some conversations, maybe look into events I can go to because it's time to get outside. It's warm again. So I'm optimistic about this week. All right. So the rest of you getting ready to go to work, or you're probably already at work by the time you hear this. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Keep plugging away. There will be more to come from us. And we'll talk soon.